Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today I have the extraordinary pleasure of bringing to you Lisa Winicki. As a mentor, author, connector, podcaster, speaker, and visionary with qualifications in business and numerous energy modalities, Lisa is passionate and committed to supporting people to cross the bridge from settling, or what she calls half-hearted living, to embodying their wholehearted life. Employing her wholehearted method through her wholehearted 90-day intensive, Lisa guides people to cultivate deep connection with themselves and the courage and confidence to bring their dreams and deepest desires to life for their relationships, their life, and their purpose. She empowers and inspires her community and audiences as a living example of what it looks like to be authentic, vulnerable, and deeply connected to her whole heart. And I had the pleasure of meeting Lisa on Clubhouse earlier this spring. And it is such an honor and pleasure to have you here on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me, Lisa. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about this conversation because of our connection and all that's unfolded for me in the past six months in building this body of work. So yeah, thank beautiful. you. Well, I want to start our time together today, Lisa, by asking you, at what point in your journey did you know that you were living a half-hearted life? Great question. I knew about two and a half years ago when I was in a deep meditation and I saw the life that I had created, which was what I thought on paper was what would make me happy and successful. You know, I had everything. I had good marriage. I had three healthy boys. I was financially well supported on paper. It looked great. But when I went into this meditation, what I saw was that what I'd created was actually not what I wanted, was not what was inside my heart, which was deeply connected relationships. I didn't have that with my partner. I had that with friends, but I that's really lacking. And that what I thought was going to make me happy from a materialistic point of view was actually not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. It was what I'd been conditioned to believe was going to lead to happiness and success based on my family of origin and what I learned to be true, but it wasn't aligned with my values. It wasn't aligned with my deepest desires. Mm, yeah. And so this is a really interesting question because I think many, many, many women especially wickedly smart women are really good at ticking off the boxes, right? Mm. And really bad at actually connecting with what they really want. So 
when you went through this process yourself and discovered that you were living a half-hearted life, what were some of the things that you actually had to do for yourself and that you maybe now do with your clients to help you to break out of that, you know, checkbox kind of life? I had to choose me. First and foremost, I had to put me and my needs and my greatest desires in front of everyone else, in front of my kids, knowing, which I now know, that actually that was for them, but it took such incredible courage to choose that when everything outside of me, society, family, the way that we are raised to stay inside a relationship and do what we're meant to do as women and mothers. So to choose me was huge. And that's that's the work that I do with women is, is to put themselves. And I know we all hear about this, but put themselves first, but actually to choose yourself, it's, as I said, it takes enormous courage, but it's choice. And that commitment to doing that for myself first was what then led to me taking the leap and and stepping out of what many considered was a good marriage and many thought I was crazy. And there was enormous amount of judgment. And in that I had to unravel the guilt, which is part of the work that I do with women because we're so conditioned to put others first. So guilt plays such a major role in not allowing us to choose ourselves. So, you know, unraveling from the guilt, choosing ourselves. And in the process for me, and I know for a lot of women I work with, is the judgment that we feel about towards ourselves. We have to work on that first. We have to come to a place where there's such deep compassion that the judgment outside of us doesn't rattle us, doesn't make us choose and abandon ourselves again. Yeah, well, and and this is something that's really powerful that you're you're offering and helping people with, Lisa. And when we when you and I spoke before we got onto this interview, you know, one of the things that I saw in our conversation was that you actually have come to lead a movement because we literally have have spent thousands of years, thousands of years. This isn't like a you know recent thing. This is a thousands of years kind of box of conditioning that women as a whole have been placed into. And across the world, they're still in varying stages of of repression, suppression, and depression of what a Mm -hmm. woman actually wants for herself and, and in her relationships. So I'd love to have you talk a little bit about this journey from being half-hearted and making the choice to put yourself first, when you did that, what were some of the consequences of that? Because I think that's one of the things that holds so many people back is they first have the conditioning and then they have the consequences. And so I'd love to hear about some of the consequences that you maybe imagined initially would be a problem for you, but ultimately something else happened, right? So I had always found motherhood very challenging. And so that was one of my greatest fears was stepping out of a marriage and me being solely responsible on the weeks that I had the boys. And so that was one of my fears in not wanting to make that choice. 
my greatest, well, this was probably my greatest fear, has completely shifted in two and a half years since I separated because the relationships I now have with my boys are so much more connected than they were when I was inside the marriage. Look, I'm not saying that it wasn't challenging. We had, I had a bumpy road with my youngest because he had enormous rage and blame towards me because I was the one, and he knew that intuitively. He knew that I was the one that made the choice. I did a lot of work on that, on that relationship to be able to hold space for him to be in his rage, to be in his grief and not need him to be any other way. So that was one of the greatest consequences. But in so being able to hold the space for him, we've been able to develop a deeper relationship and connection because he feels safer with me now. Mm. That was huge. The other extraordinary thing is that and I do share this, my mother chose to stay in relationship with my father and still is, and she settled. And so when I woke up to the fact that I was doing the same and I made a choice that was different to the choice that she'd made, that triggered her. And there was a lot of judgment from my family initially because they were afraid for me, afraid that I wouldn't be able to manage. They didn't recognise, and I didn't probably recognise my capacity to be able to do what I've done and to forge a new path with confidence and compassion and, you know, really flourishing. Now my relationship with my mother has completely shifted and she is probably one of my biggest cheerleaders. She listens to all my stuff. She listened to, listens to all my conversations. She understands and recognises the choices that I've made and she has incredible love and respect for the fact that I did choose this and the courage it's taken me to choose this. So that has been an extraordinary consequence. So, the, you know, we might fear the judgment that exists, but the more we can come back to ourselves and not judge ourselves, the more that that can actually change the people around us and the judgments that they have can actually start to shift. Yeah, beautiful. Well, and obviously whenever anybody makes a choice to break out of conditioning, you know, this is a this is a common thing. Either the rest of your family is going to want to keep you in the box, or you're going to continue to to make those choices and and make that commitment to yourself to keep moving in the forward momentum that you've created from that first choice. So I want to ask you, Lisa, because you know, a thing that happens, I think, for many women, especially when, you know, on top of all this conditioning uh, that we have to put everybody else first. And then getting to that point where you realize that you're not actually happy and then thinking about all the consequences of making a big choice like this. One of the big ones that many women come up against as well is not just parenting by themselves, but also the financial piece of the equation and breaking up a marriage. So can you talk a little bit about how, and it sounds like your mom had some some fears and judgments about that. Can you talk about how you have supported yourself to to have the courage to move forward in this area as well? So not long after I stepped out of the marriage, I, I started doing a lot of work around creation and creating the life that I wanted and getting really, really clear because up until that point I wasn't clear. I was just, I was living life. You know, I'd spent almost 12 years along this path is personal development, healing from an eating disorder and depression that had been, you know, decades of. Once I stepped out and I actually tuned into my heart and got really clear about those deep desires and dreams that I had for myself, I created 
areas of my life and I created visions for different areas, whether it was in my intimate relationship, my relationships with my kids, what I wanted for my work and how I wanted to live. And that included the lifestyle I needed and the support and the financial support I needed for the freedom to live the other areas that I wanted. And so it was those visions that I tuned into and continue to tune into every day that kept me more focused on that than the fears and the doubts that I was so conditioned by. They were my normal. So each time I notice that, now it's this continual process, as you know, Andrew, each time I fall into that fear or that doubt, I have to my I have to use my work and that is tuned back into the vision. And the vision is that I am a capable, confident, you know, <laughs> fully resourced And I am fully resourced in order to create the financial freedom for myself and my boys. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. And your mission, yourself, your boys and your mission. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. Well, we are going to take a short break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a lot more about your method, about the people that you're working with and the results you're seeing from applying your method, not only to your own life, but to the clients that you're working with. Um, But for right now, we are going to shout out to our audience around the world, Wickedly Smart Women, we could use your help. Asking for help is a power sign. So we would love your help. If you are enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also love to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Please help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so that we can serve them too. I do want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are now downloading in 89 countries. We're celebrating our second anniversary. Uh, We've won two awards and been nominated for two more awards. So yay, Wickedly Smart Women. We're doing a great job here. And we are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. I want to shout out this week to our listeners in Lisa's neck of the woods in Australia, uh, New Zealand. And let's see, there's got to be another neck of the woods here. Malaysia, I think is over near you too. Mm. So uh, we'll (laughs) shout out to our listeners in that part of the world. And we will be right back with Lisa Winicki. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your Wealthy Life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Lisa Winnicki. You can find out more about her and receive her gifts that she has for you at lisawinicki.com forward slash gifts. That's G-I-F-T-S, correct, Lisa? Yeah. And uh, we'll have that for you in the show notes. So Lisa, let's talk about, we talked a little bit before the break about 
making choices and having courage to create the to, to be creative, to activate your creativity. So one of the things that you've actually created is your wholehearted method. So I'd love to have you talk a little bit about what inspired you as you went through this process to not only get divorced and choose yourself and start creating vision for yourself, but also to step into being an entrepreneur. I think it was that I've always known that, but it was not believing in it. So it was a process of coming back home and choosing to know it in my body because I knew it intellectually and I had dreams and I had visions, but to actually know it in my being was a real process. Once I started to feel and embody that, then I knew, and I've always been, I've always been able to see things. And I've always, you know, I consider myself a pioneer. I've seen things beyond what others have been able to see. So once I got a clear vision of what I wanted to, what I saw for myself, then it was just a matter of receiving the support for that body of work to be brought to life. Beautiful. Can you talk about that process for yourself, about how you said yes to yourself, about how you also recognize that you needed support and how it applies to the women who might be thinking about becoming wholehearted with you. Because mm. I know that this is a, it's a, it's a choice. It's a decision-making process all along the way. So mm. was it something from your own wholehearted method that helped you to make these decisions even before it existed? Or, um, you know, what can you share with our listeners who know they have something big in their heart to deliver to the world and Mm. are are in, you know, that moment of needing to make the choice. So different aspects. If I look at my, if I look at my method, you know, one, knowing that I had a vision for what I wanted to be doing in the world, but not knowing how to get there. Like I felt like I'd done, I'd taken so many steps to get there, but there was something missing. And so the more I kept tuning into this vision, I would intuit. So each day I would would look at my vision, step into it, and I'd look back at my current reality and intuit what was the next step. And so I know we all are highly intuitive, but the more I was cultivating that muscle, the more I was tuned in and I was listening. So it was, as you know, I intuited to jump onto Clubhouse. I connected with you. And it was because I'm so in tune with my body, I knew instantly it was a yes to work with you. And so it wasn't, you know, by the time we got on the call and we've talked about this, by the time I arrived on the call and I connected with you, I knew that the fact that you'd walked the path that I wanted to walk, that I knew was inside of me, it was such a deep knowing that it was, you know, when there was when the question was to invest in you or invest in me to work with you, it was a wholehearted yes. It was beyond my mind. It was beyond the senses. And yes, I was deeply afraid when I made that step because it was an enormous investment in me. But that equaled the commitment that I put, the commitment that I made then and there to bring a body of work to life that I know had been inside me for a very long time. And it was just a matter of time. And I had reached that point where I was done with not serving the way that I knew I could serve, putting others, seeing others as the experts and not seeing myself as actually having something of deep, deep value because of my life experiences. Yeah, beautiful. Well, and it was my pleasure 
to have the connection in Clubhouse with you and to be able to find a, a person in the world who had such clarity of knowing and who had such vision for creating conscious change with the people that you're here to serve and to work with. And one of the things that we talked about when we've been through this process, we've been working together now for six months, Lisa is, I'm going to put a disclaimer here into the, into the recording for the listeners. She's a client of mine. One of the things that we became clear about was that you're not only saying yes to your own whole heart, and you're not only supporting and helping other women to go from half-hearted living to embodying their wholehearted vision for themselves, but you're also literally leading a movement to bring in a brand new archetype, the archetype Mm -hmm. of the wholehearted woman, which is a completely upgraded, up-leveled, vibrationally higher, clearer, more empowered archetype. And so it is big work and it does require a big commitment and a big investment uh, financially, but more importantly, the, you know, the financial piece is a symbol, right? So -hmm. let's talk about how it has been for you to not only create your body of work and distill it, but also to apply it and to be able to uh, step into becoming an entrepreneur yourself Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. you're actually onboarding clients and they are actually investing highly with you to work with Mm. you. So the process itself, which I had resisted for so long, you know, I was the woman that was great at communicating verbally, but the idea of bringing in and trying to trying to bring in all that I'd experienced in my life into a program or a, a, a framework was something that I'd resisted, I think, for years, years. And so the process of working with you and and it coming through was actually far easier than I had ever imagined. And yes, it was the process that you set out, but also my commitment. I was so committed to do it, to allow it to come through me in order to be able to be of service the way that I wanted to be. So the container that you created and the framework that you created, I then could see how my framework, as I built that, as I created that, that my framework would do that for women in a different way, obviously. And the investment, the financial investment, as I know, yes, it's a symbol, was incredible because I had done so many programs. I'd done numerous working with with coaches for the past 14 years This was the greatest investment that I'd made. And that symbol in itself, that symbol in itself was enormous because my conditioning was what on earth are you doing, Lisa? Why would you consider doing this? But now having gone through it, I understand and I'm so, I know it deep in my being that this is the way I want to work with other women because I know the experience that I've had for something that I'd spent years resisting. So if I can do that with other women, all the work that they've resisted for years by creating this container, which I have done, Mm. then I know what's possible. And I'm seeing now what's possible having worked with a few women and the results have been nothing short of extraordinary. You know, Mm. they all say the same thing. They've never, ever felt seen, heard and understood the way I see them because I see things so clearly. Mm. You know, I see 
what's blocking them from living wholeheartedly for them to then be able to do the work on with me to support them to returning to their whole heart. So, I mean, the things that are transforming for, for some of the women are their relationships, you know, they they come into these, this the program and their relationships are good on paper, but they're not actually vulnerable. They're not sharing what they want and what they need and, and what's been residing in their hearts for a long time. And they start to be able to have these conversations with their partners. And that is extraordinary. And then there's women on the other side of separating and they know that there's something that they want to create. You know, they might have 40 or 50 years left on this planet and they want to create life from their hearts. They want relationships that are connected. They want to feel fulfilled in their working life with their families in all areas of life. So I often, it brings me to tears because I'm a highly empathic mm. person. It often brings me to tears when I witness what my clients are experiencing. Well, it brings me to tears when I witness what my clients are experiencing <laughs> as well. So I want to just um, really clarify for our listeners exactly specifically and precisely where you best serve women. And what I'm hearing, and I just want to have you affirm this, is you are really here to serve a woman who has come to that moment where she knows she can't live a half-hearted life anymore and wants a deeper relationship with the person that she's in an intimate relationship with, like there's that group of women. And then, or there's the group of women who have liberated themselves from a relationship that no longer serves them and is not in alignment with them being wholehearted, but they haven't found the way to move themselves into even more fully embodying their wholehearted life and vision. Is that what I'm hearing? Mm, absolutely. Spot on. It's not in the chaos of the actual separation because they don't, you know, women, I know if I go back to where I was, I wasn't in the place with the space to be able to invest the time and the commitment that's required in order to go through this process with me because it is, you know, it's, it's deeply intensive. So, yes, when they're at that point where they've tried, they've done all they can inside a relationship, but for whatever reason, all the things that they've tried haven't worked and I love supporting women to be able to, one, to be able to get to a place where they feel so deeply connected to themselves that they can ask for what they want, that they can communicate for what it is that they desire. And then they have a choice. You know, if their partners are unable to meet those needs, then they know that they're not, that they're coming from their whole hearts in making that choice as opposed to making a choice from a wounded place. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And then on the other side? And then the other side in order for women to not step back into the relationship and bring the patterns that have had them step out of a relationship to take full responsibility for their part in the breakdown of the relationship because taking 100% responsibility liberates them. Mm. And to be able to look at the patterns and the conditions that had them playing out in a dysfunctional way so that they can be more aware when they step into a new relationship of those patterns because those patterns are deeply embedded. And once we're aware of them, we can see when they're at play and we can own them. So really allowing them to step into a new relationship with a vision also. So helping them create a vision of what it is that they actually really want in an intimate relationship. 
Beautiful. Well, the three words that I would say sum up what I have heard from you today, Lisa, are commitment, choice, and creativity. And so those are kind of like the essence of what you support these women to be able to really embody fully and wholeheartedly as you bring them through your wholehearted method. I love, love, love our time together today. It's already the end. It's amazing how quickly this happens. Please go to lisawinicki.com forward slash gifts to begin the journey of exploration around what amazing gifts that Lisa has. If you are in one of these two places, either you've done everything that you think you can do to have what you want in your relationship and, and you're not still satisfied and you need this deeper level of support to be able to get to the core of what it is that you want and be able to communicate that in positive choice-making ways. Or if you're out of a relationship and ready to create a brand new life for yourself so that you don't repeat the same patterns and end up in an SSDD, same same stuckness, different day situation. <laughs> All right, beautiful people. This is it. Listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that in the show notes for you, or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.